Any examples used are for illustrative purposes only and do not take into account your particular investment objectives, financial situation, or needs, and may not be suitable for all investors. It is not intended to predict the performance of any specific investment and is not a solicitation or recommendation of any investment strategy. Welcome to Your Retirement Unbroken with your host, Merritt Strunk. Merritt is a licensed fiduciary and financial advisor who always places your needs first. Merritt works hard each day to educate Americans like you on how to reach the financial freedom they've worked so hard for, and he can help you too. So now, let's start the show. Here's Merritt Strunk. Hey, welcome to the Retirement Unbroken Show. This is Merritt Strunk, president of Momentum Financial and the host of your Retirement Unbroken radio show and podcast. So welcome to all the Unbroken Nation out there. Today, we're joined by Matt McClure, our trusty co-host and producer. Hey there, Matt. Hello there, Merritt. How's it going so far this beautiful California weekend? You know, I'm great. I'm great. You know, but a lot of people aren't. Uh, that's the problem. Uh, and <laughs> some people aren't and they just don't know it. And that's what we're going to be talking about here on the radio show. So uh, we want to welcome all of our listeners to the Unbroken Nation. And if you're a new listener, uh, then you don't know this. If you're a regular listener, you know what we're going to say here. So this is, you know, the Unbroken Retirement uh radio show and and you know our mission here on the show and the podcast is to transform our listeners so that they're educated they're equipped and financially savvy and, uh, individuals so you can make better decisions for you and your family in the future so you can unlock your potential financial future right so the truth is matt and i say this all the time is many people's retirement is already broken they just don't know it yet so if you are one of those that have never gotten the comfort and the confidence of knowing that your plan is as strong as it can be, reach out to us. You can go to our website, which is www.retirementunbroken.com, and you can reach out to us. It's very easy. Or you can just give us a call, 858-521-9700. Okay, so on the show today, Got a lot of stuff for you. We're going to give you the market update and try to unpack what clearly what is happening right this second. And uh, it's important for you. If you've got money on the market, you've got a 401k IRA, you need to hear this. Also, we've got a COLA news break here. COLA, cost of living adjustment for Social Security. And what that means for you. Um, little touch on little Medicare again, not too much. And then uh, got some frightening inflation figures for you for uh, just in time for Halloween. Um, then we'll get into the cost cutter idea for the holiday season, our wonderful segment of right or wrong testing your retirement knowledge. And then uh, possibly we have time. We'll talk about what's going on in this week in history. So before we get started here, Matt, would you share our financial wisdom quote of the week? And now for some financial wisdom, it's time for the quote of the week. Absolutely will. It is always my pleasure to do that here on the show. And of course, we like to share some some wisdom from some other folks besides ourselves so that we can get some inspiration uh, from them. And I actually got a couple of them uh, today uh, to share this week that are both very, very apropos for uh, this particular time in our history. One is from John Maynard Keynes, uh, English economist whose uh, ideas really did fundamentally change macroeconomics and economic policies of governments as well, sort of Keynesian economics out there. Well, this is the guy, Keynes himself, and he said this one, quote, by a continuing process of inflation, government can confiscate secretly and unobserved an important part of the wealth of their citizens. So we've got continuing inflation right now. That one is a, that's a biggie as, as our number one quote there, Merritt. Boy, boy, did that hit home. The truth in that. Yeah, exactly. Well, and, and the next one comes from a guy that you might've heard of as well. Uh, the 40th president of the United States, Ronald Reagan. Uh, he was um, the, the president uh, from 81 to 89, of course. And uh, he said this, when a business or an individual spends more than it makes, it goes bankrupt. When government does it, it sends you the bill. And when government does it for 40 years, the bill comes in two ways, higher taxes and inflation. He said, make no mistake about it. Inflation is a tax and not by accident. Well, Matt, that was a great quote. 
Yeah. Well, that's not my terrible Ronald Reagan impression I sh- there. I should have done um, that when I was reading the quote there. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, on the uh, on the the video version here of our of our radio show, you can see my head bobbing back and forth when I'm saying, "Matt, that was great." You know, <laughs> you okay, should be, well, be popping thank, jelly beans. Thanks, <laughs> yeah, and have some jelly beans on the side. Well, thank you so much, man. That those were two really appropriate quotes right there, and that brings us to the market update. So what's what's going on on there well, right now? Uh, all the major indexes are down. The The Dow has fallen over 150 points in a choppy session as investors are trying to deal with more news, more of the same on earnings and rising bond prices, yields, and uh, inflation. So it's no secret that today's events of market volatility, the unprecedented inflation, the war in Ukraine, the lingering effects of the pandemic, are all having a significant impact on investors, on you. Look, if you've got an IRA, 401k, TSP, 403b, 457, and any other flavor of retirement plan or just an investment account, recently you've looked at it and um, you're probably taking breath going, wow, this is uh, pretty intense because you would have, on average, if you were you know, a growth investor, you would have lost somewhere around 22 plus percent. Um, and if you're one of those people that putting your head in the sand, uh, looking and knowing the market's down, just not looking because sometimes it's better not to look at these times, um, then you're still uh, afraid. You have a reason to be uh, concerned or raise an eyebrow about what's going on, right? So at the recent FOMC meeting uh, where you know Jay Powell and his cronies get together, expectations for November and December rate hikes are higher to reflect Jay Powell's hint that the Fed will raise Fed funds another 75 basis points in November with a potential for another 50 bips in um, December. Now, I would have preferred it that it would have been 50 bips now, knowing that it takes time for these adjustments to take effects related to the economy. And then with a statement forward looking that we'll just have to wait and see how things are working uh, on inflation after that. But that's not what people anticipate. So with the thought of the darkest, it's darkest before the dawn uh, category of comment here, the Fed is likely closer to the end uh, than to the beginning of its rate hike cycle. Praise the Lord, I hope that's a, the, that's a truthful statement here. Uh, the S&P year-to-date is, re- is a negative 22.96 measured today. The Dow year-to-date is down 16.84%. And the NASDAQ year-to-date is down a whopping 32.54%. So no good news on that. So here's the concern, and, and this is, you know, the, the, the kind of the breaking down of how you could think about this and make sense. So yes, the Fed has signaled that they're gonna raise rates. In my view, you, you can interpret this in my opinion and my, you know, kind of, let's let's make sense of this situation is that the fed is going to keep raising rates until they break something going to keep partying until we break something here says the fed so then that something may actually be the market it may be employment it may be housing it may be a combination of the things they just have to try to slow down the economy So that, you know, it could be any of those things. The Fed is looking to get lending rates around 4.7%. We're currently at 3.2. And that is according to an article in in Forbes of, you know, if you just do a simple search, you can find that in in Forbes there. So in our opinion, we're in a recession now. You know, there's differing opinions. Yes, we meet the technical definition of it. uh, Two quarters of decreased GDP um, kind of definition of recession here, but uh, the administration in, in, up in Washington is, is reluctant to give that description. I understand it's midterms, right? They're reluctant to give that descriptions, but the upcoming Fed actions here may put the United States into a hard landing, equal sign, hard recession, equal sign, decrease of everything market-wise. So historically, that does mean market loss of of value, right? So we're in a recession, then historically recessions related to the market, the value goes down. So could 
the market lose another 20%? I don't have that crystal ball. I don't know that answer. Um, it's a possibility uh, based off historical references of recessions and what that does to the market. Okay. So we could just say to that question, it's possible. So you might hear, if you listen to some of these, uh, you know, financial talk shows, you might hear the word capitulation. So that's our vocabulary word of the day, capitulation. Um, Matt, you and I were joking that, you know, the old Sesame street thing. And when they teach a new vocabulary word, it was like, capitulation. Right. And then there's capitulation. So what that means is um, you'll see the, the signals of unusually high trading volume accompanied by a sharp decline in prices, indicating what capitulation in this situation is indicating that investors have thrown in the towel, so to speak. They've given up. They're just like, no, nope, we're, 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 uh, we're exiting the market. Right maybe running to cash, running to safety. If they're smart, they're going to the, uh, you know, options that we have reviewed on this show many times or what people have as options to get more safety or maybe guarantees. So capitulation marks a short-term low. Well, that's a great, great statement, short-term. So it's it's throwing in the towel, but for a short-term, right? Short-term low in the price and is usually followed by relief rallies, um, which is what we've, we've seen a few. You know, up, it was just the other day, and now it's down again, right? So up, down, green, red, back, back, and forth. Until the price rebounds significantly, there can be no assurance uh, that the apparent capitulation won't be followed by yet another dramatic drop. There's, there's no assurance, obviously. Capitulation causes heavy turnover amongst investors, and that enables a rebound replacing risk-averse investors uh, risk so risk of sellers in this case with risk tolerant buyers, right? So, but it can't guarantee those buyers won't eventually sell even lower as well. They may reach a point too. So we're seeing all asset classes are down. Uh, we are seeing a movement to cash and the U.S. dollar funds. We're seeing sentiment, consumer sentiment or investor sentiment indicators at historic lows. So it's a lot going on there. So, so, so far we've seen what we might say is an orderly buying of stocks, uh, equities on speculation backed by the hope the market will rebound and that maybe we'll get out of this. And we're, we're seeing that the sequence of bear market rallies are short lived. So when they go up, they're short lived and they go back down again. So there was a, a recent survey of asset managers globally here that the Bank of America, B of A, uh, did on a survey amongst the, the fan, uh, you know, fund managers. And it said uh, the word screaming capitulation is becoming obvious. Well, that is, uh, that's concerning. Screaming capitulation is obvious, I guess, on a global scale, at least from the asset manager's standpoint. If this is true, then this may be a start of more down market movement. So let me ask a question, depending, and your, your answer is going to be dependent on your age and your, how close to retirement are you, are you in retirement, are you approaching retirement, or are you younger, or just simply your psychology. So your answers may be different to this, but, um, and related to this, I, I tend to have a, a view that it's the hope for the best, but prepare for the worst, right? Be prudent, be smart, be strategic. So the question I'm going to ask you is, if the market were to go down another 20% negative, I'm sorry, go down another 20%, are you going to be okay with that? Because if the market's already down 22 plus percent year to date for S&P and NASDAQ's down on you know 30 something, another 20% to that is going to be uh, really significant. And we don't know that that's going to happen, right? It's this, this question is if, right? So if that were to be the case, are you going to be okay with that? Do you know what those options are for you if you're in one of those segments I talked about uh, of what the potential prudent hedging adjustments strategy might be for you right now? Is your advisor 
currently in a conversation with you about what's going on and if you need to do anything. Are they talking to you about your 401k, not just the funds they manage, but many cases people have a lot of money in their 401k. Are they talking to you about adjustments you can make to your 401k? Um, we've got folks that are uh, clients that we have yet to onboard because they're not yet in a position to disposition their retirement funds, but retirement's coming up. And we're dropping them lines saying, you know, given what you have in your allocation and exposure to risk and your impending retirement, um, you may consider doing X. You may consider repositioning here or there, right? Is is your advisor, even though they, they don't manage your 401k, are they talking to you about this? Well, I'd hazard to say that's that's uh, that's a tough one, right? So look, if you're if you're not asking these questions, so or you are, and you and you don't have an answer to that, like I don't know, what are those hedging things? What are those protection things I should do now? Um, realize uh, exiting the market is probably not the right thing to do, based on research that says folks who stayed with it are going to do better uh, overall. However, if you're older and you're reaching retirement, or you are already in retirement. That may not be the case, right? So if you don't have these uh, answers and you're asking the questions, and give us a call. You can reach us at 858-521-9700 or you can go to the retirementunbroken.com website and uh, click the button and reserve a time for us. And look, I'll, I'll also take the opportunity to say, look, for any of our listeners who respond to us, um, we're going to offer you a retirement unbroken retirement analysis, and you'll be informed. You'll be more informed than before, okay? So give us a call or go to our website and check it out. Okay, so you may have noticed, um, if you're at Walmart, you walk around at Home Depot or something like that, and you see some older folks, retirees, you might see a little um, hop in their step. Uh, that's a joke, by the way. So you, the little hop in their step might be because they just got a whopping COLA increase on their Social Security. And uh, for 2023, normally the government says in, in October that they're going to declare what the COLA, C-O-L-A, cost of living adjustment, increases for Social Security. And they have declared that for 2023, it will be 8.7%. That's a whopping increase. So this is up from the previous big increase of 5.9 in the previous year, right? So bringing the two-year increase, if you combine those things, 14.6%. Uh, Impressive, right? So we're living in the worst stretch of inflation in 40 years. So you see what I just did? It's a bit of a juxtaposition. 14.6, fantastic over two years. Isn't that great? flip it and it is because we are living in the worst stretch of inflation in 40 years. Wow. So the good news, Social Security income benefit, you know, has a built-in COLA adjustment to help protect your uh, buying power. This is the fourth biggest increase since automatic inflation adjustments were introduced in 1975. The um, COLA will boost average monthly checks for retirees who receive it in January on average by 146 uh, to uh, 1827, 1,827. Uh, so that's a range, right? So the most social administration, social security administration said Thursday um, that it builds on last year's 5.9 with the largest lump sum since 1982 Large, I'm sorry, largest bump, not lump sum. Uh, before then, COLA increased by an average of 1.7% annually from 2010 to 2020. So 2010 to 2020, the average increase was 1.7. And if you're um, you know, uh, an older listener, a senior, then you know that because you were saying the increase didn't do squat to my Social Security check. Right. Um, so now, wow, this is these are these are big whopping increases. And, and it's only because of inflation and things cost more. OK, so 
you know, the bad news, inflation is wreaking havoc on American families, particularly food costs. You know, we've got, um, I've got in-laws in a Scandinavian country, and they're talking about how costs increase. We've got family in Texas, and they're talking about how everything has increased. And these are these are older folks; they're over over seventy years old, and they're noticing it. And so it's hitting their pocketbook. How about this? How about energy costs is costing more? Absolutely, everywhere. And and energy costs, in fact, because of the oil, how are how are goods transported all around the country and the world? Well, they need fuel to do it. Uh, that would be uh, ships, planes, uh, big old 18-wheelers on the highway. You ever drive late at night and all there is is just 18-wheelers on the road, on the highways. Um, they need fuel. And because those fuel costs are higher uh, to transport, that uh, is a cost adder to almost every good that needs to be transported in those, um, those ways. Another one, new cars. We're still dealing with a chip shortage for, for new vehicles. Uh, but used vehicles as well. How about this? Travel cost. Yes, your travel costs will go up. You will buy an airline ticket. The costs have gone up um, because, hey, jet fuel is more expensive now too. So this is part of why we want all our listeners to have a solid, tested plan for protecting their growing and growing their hard-earned money. Doesn't it make sense? And and yet a lot of people, uh, they're going to not have the discipline of doing it. They're not going to ask the questions. Hey, it's not an insecurity thing. Don't be that way. Uh, if, you, if you're going like, well, you know, I pride myself on knowing X, Y, Z, and I'm a, I'm a do-it-yourself trader and everything. I was like, yeah, but how are you supposed to know, right? What, how are you supposed to know what you don't know? There's so much these days in modern times, right? that is hard to keep control of. And our busy multi-channel life, especially in the financial industry where innovation is happening all the time. So you need to outpace inflation in order to protect your buying power. Again, one definition of inflation is, it is the secret partner in your retirement that erodes your purchasing, purchasing power. Right. So even if you're not retired, right, it's in, it's destroying your purchasing power and we're living in it. And so it's going to take more of your dollars to do that. Uh, and we can help you figure out how to how to approach that in the best possible way. So, again, for listeners, if you want to get the retirement unbroken analysis for all of our listeners, just do so. Call 858-521-9700. Or you can go to our website, Retirement Unbroken, and get the Retirement Unbroken Report, your custom Retirement Unbroken Report. So if you feel like you've already learned something today, uh, and I dare say a lot of people have, you know, because um, that was good information, then we'd love to hear from you. We'd love to help answer your questions, so reach out to us. So uh, we're gonna take the opportunity to take a break right here. And when we come back, you know, we're going to continue on our path of giving you the information tools and knowledge you need to navigate what's going on now and then also for your future retirement. So join us back here in just a sec at the Retirement Unbroken Show. I'm your host, Merritt Strunk. You're listening to Your Retirement Unbroken. To schedule your free, no obligation consultation with Merritt, visit retirementunbroken.com. How do you plan to prepare mentally for retirement? I'm Matt McClure with the Retirement.Radio Network, powered by AmeriLife. When you think of retirement preparation, money is likely the first thing that comes to mind. And while getting your financial house in order is extremely important, it's not the only thing to consider. Now, the Mayo Clinic, the world-famous Mayo Clinic, has studied retirees, and they've discovered that there is a 40% likelihood that in retirement, people are going to experience elements of clinical depression. That's an astounding figure. Riley Moynes is author of the book, The Four Phases of Retirement. On his YouTube channel, Moynes says, leaving your career behind can be a difficult thing to get used to. It's a time actually when we begin to miss the routines that we had. We miss our colleagues. We miss our, our work. 
we miss a sense of purpose that we may well have had, and we become kind of disconnected from, it seems, the world. For example, before retirement, you may imagine yourself loving your newfound free time, but... For many retirees, it's exactly the opposite of what they expected and hoped retirement would be. So how do you tackle the potentially negative feelings that come along with retirement? Well, one suggestion is to try a partial retirement before you jump in with both feet. A recent article in The Motley Fool says you can do this by checking with your employer to see if they're comfortable with you scaling back your work hours. You might be surprised at their flexibility, especially if you've been with them for a long time. Now, if that's not possible, try getting a part-time job with a different company or starting your own freelance business. Doing that could give you the opportunity to still earn money, leaving your retirement accounts intact longer, and see how you handle having more free time. And the article says that means you can potentially avoid mental issues like depression. So, will you quit working cold turkey or take retirement one step at a time? That's a key question to consider as you prepare financially and mentally for the future. With the Retirement.Radio Network, powered by AmeriLife, I'm Matt McClure. Best part of today's show, Your Retirement Unbroken, is available wherever you listen to podcasts and online at retirementunbroken.com. All right. Welcome back to the Retirement Unbroken show. I am Merritt Strunk, and this is for the Unbroken Nation here. And so for the first segment of the show, we talked about a lot that was going on. There's a lot going on in America and geopolitically as well. So we just hit all those things. And the big question we asked you was, if the market was going to go down a, a, another negative 20%, are you going to be okay? And do you know what the options are for you now to be prudent and think from the paradigm of hope for the best and prepare for the worst, right? And those are prudent moves now, right? And depending on who you are, there could be different options for you. So here we are, we're coming up to Halloween time, right? In your neighborhood, are there pumpkins? Are there are there skeletons out in people's front yards, uh, cobwebs? Some people really get into it. And did you know with all the inflation going on, Matt, did you, did you know that what uh, a surprising increase is related to ha- uh, Halloween? Oh, you're talking about this uh, report on, on the uh, candy prices that have gone up? Candy? is up a, you're right, a, a whopping 13%. I saw it too. I just was like, okay. So, you know, how, how about the seniors that are on fixed income and just can't buy as much uh, candy this year? Can you imagine little little Johnny and little Susie coming in and going, oh man, this is granny so-and-so's house. We're <laughs> She's got the good stuff. And she always gives more, you know, very generous giver. And this time around, they're going, what happened? <laughs> what, what, what happened here? Okay. Up 13%. So th- this is the largest yearly jump in candy prices uh, that the, the consumer price index has ever recorded. Can you believe it? Ever. This is ever. This is an ever thing. All right. So for comparison's sake, it took nine years, that's 1997 through 2006, for candy prices to rise 13%. Sugar itself, like here's a contributing factor, sugar itself uh, is up 17% since last September. And flour prices have risen, risen even more to 24%. So when we say everything has gone up, there you go. Sugar and flour, everything is up. Wow. So another interesting one is, um, you know, what, what did you, let me ask you this question, Matt, when you were a kid, now I'm older than you, right? So, so when you were a kid, what were your costumes like? I mean, did, did you go, did you guys go out to the store and buy, uh, costumes? Did you make them? What was the deal? And what was your favorite, by the way? It was more of like, we would go out and buy the costumes but uh, there was one, one of my favorites was actually handmade and it was, there's a picture of me somewhere in it and I couldn't have been more than like, I don't know, five, six years old, probably one of my favorites. And it was, it was actually from church when I went dressed as a biblical character. I want to say Moses, I had the whole, you know, the head thing, the <laughs> scarf and all that. 
it was like, and I'm carrying like a blue ribbon because I won like some costume contest that we were having. Yeah. Like, I loved that one. My, my, this one was a little bit scarier, not necessarily church appropriate, but my costume of choice when I was a kid was, um, was a, a vampire. And that's only because I have like, like I have my dad's hairline. And so I could just draw, it was very easy to draw. That's like widow's peak, the whole Eddie Munster widow's thing. Peak. So, right. so I could do that and put in the teeth and a cape and, and, and the whole deal. Um, but yeah, yeah, those were, those are like, I think my two favorites, the vampire and Moses. <laughs> awesome. I could just imagine in church, you're in the hallway and you have Moses staff and you're, you're, you're like, <laughs> Let me pass. Right, exactly. I'm, I'm parting the hallway here. You part, part it and you walk through, right? Exactly. Excuse me, um, choir. I'm coming through, you know? <laughs> yeah. Or, you, you know, you could, you could have been Lazarus. You could have just laid down and then got up again, you know? It's right. Like, who am I? Come, right. come forth. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> my, my older sister has a, uh, a, a puppy dog. Uh, looks like it's going, but just keeps coming back. You know, they call him Lazarus. Oh. Okay. Uh, so good old puppy dog. Uh, so, it, um, Interesting. So the, my point, by the way, is that costumes, the price of costumes have gone up. They've, they've, they've gone up um, 11%. Uh, actually, that's 5% since last year. And the uh, fabric and supplies are up 11%. So very interesting. So um, on our side, when I can remember when I was a very small child, and we did uh, the Halloween thing. Um, I was a ghost, obviously, you know, easy one. Take a sheet, cut some holes, you know, there you go. Um, easy, easy one, right? We didn't go and buy costumes. You know, this course, this was back in late 60s, early 70s. We just didn't do that. Um, how about um, I was a hobo? Probably not, uh, you know, culturally appropriate reference now, but back then they call it a hobo, somebody who would get on a train and go from place to place. And you had the, the long stick with a little bag on that where they kept their belongings in it. And then you basically dress kind of shabby. Um, baseball player, right? You really easy. You got a catcher's mitt, maybe a ball cap, you know, maybe even more like a jersey or whatever. Karate guy, got to be a karate guy, wear the gi, you know? Um, or even, uh, later in life, uh, showing up to a Halloween party, I, um, I was a black IP and, uh, basically you have a white t-shirt, you draw a black P on it, and then you put a black circle around your eye. You're a black IP. And, uh, <laughs> you know, that's, that, we were, I was a big hit there. I was a big hit there. It's Matt. So that's great. Yeah. And, and, and according to the national retail federation, Halloween spending is expected to reach a record. So it's interesting. Costs are high, but people are spending, right? And maybe that's just the retailers pushing it or television, pushing it at you on it, but $10.6 billion in spending for Halloween this year. So that's a nice, uh, shot in the arm for the economy and people who are selling those kind of things. And then you can see it in the stores, right? They came out early and guess what's out there now too? Christmas. The Christmas holidays are being out there even before, uh, even before Thanksgiving, my goodness. So the, the retailers getting a hop on it perchance they got to start on it just to make sure they have the goods and they're sitting on the inventory, right? Uh, with all the uh, supply chain issues. Some of that, some of that's very true. I just have to interject here because I remember seeing a report uh, not all that long ago, like retailers, uh, one particular retailer, I believe it was Kohl's, um, said that they are actually so looking forward to the, the winter season this year because they've got all these coats that were late last year because of all the supply chain issues. They've been sitting around warehouses and now they got to empty them out and sell them uh, to get rid of that inventory. So yeah, that's absolutely right. I remember going to Kohl's uh, and uh, it was a sell and there was a markdown on a pair of shoes. And I went to the cash register. And I said, I can't believe this. I said, how can you sell tennis shoes, athletic shoes for this price? I believe I got it for five bucks. Oh, wow. And because it had been like discontinued, marked down on sale and here you go. And I'm like, I, I just, how can Kohl's survive on this kind of thing? I guess that's just great sourcing and, and uh, your positioning as low cost seller. Um, you know, the other effect of um, this recession and the market and situations and the, the hiking of the lending rate is increased mortgage rates. That's a big one. So I, I looked it up. Uh, I looked it up uh, on uh, bank rate. 
Uh, and uh, Bankrate has a 30-year mortgage rate that is now an APR of, drum roll please, anybody can answer it in their head. Uh, can, can, can you guess what it is, Matt? I mean, I'm just going to go ahead and survey you as a field of one. Yeah, <laughs> no, audience of one, captive audience. Um, I would say it's got to be approaching seven-ish percent now. I, I would I would think that crying shame you know some people have a two and a three because of the the historic low rates and they were lucky to get it because now um on bank rate 30-year mortgage average apr of 7.18 oh wow that's even higher than i thought wow yeah so so yes it looks like housing cost is starting to come down maybe about 10 percent or so right and of course it's fluctuating but i do believe reading something about that the housing prices are coming down a little bit and here you have all these people who are waiting and hoping wanting to buy a house but then that mortgage rate is so high so we just left the high demand low supply situation of housing and now we're and people are trying to get you know historic rates uh, historically low rates but you do have people who weren't ready and and they are hopeful buyers and now they're looking at some of the highest uh, interest rates that have been in a very very long time um i do believe back in the 70s you got a mortgage rate for something like 12 you know that was super high and maybe we're approaching that so i do feel for folks who are holding out saving up money looking to make a down payment especially if you're in california where the median home price at uh, sometime in our recent past was eight hundred and sixty thousand dollars. you know if we talk to people across the country when we're working with folks on the financial side in and you mention like, like let's just try to talk to somebody about in Texas and you mentioned the average home price of median home price in California of 860 and they just fall out of their chairs. They're like, you could buy a mansion here for that, right? Not in California. You can buy 1250 square feet for that, depending if you were close, how close you were to the ocean, right? If you're within a mile, two, two miles, three miles or blocks, you're going to pay a, a, a hefty price. So with all these hikes and costs and things, um, how about a cost cutter consideration here? Here's the cost cutter of the week. So we're coming up to the holidays and some people are already planning that. Maybe they're going to see mom and dad, family, or maybe mom and dad and family are coming out to see them, right? Depending on where you live. With this situation, folks, people are having to choose to stay home, right? Stay home during the holidays, maybe do FaceTime, you know, do Zoom, Zoom holidays. We've done it before. Um, or go and spend the extra money. Okay. According to um, NBC.com, uh, there was an article about, you know, airlines uh, cheap or expensive during the holidays here. And Thanksgiving airfare prices are currently averaging $281 a round trip, up 25% from last year, according to Travel Booking Group, which is called Hopper. For Christmas travel, airfare prices are averaging 435 round trip, up 55% from last year and 19% higher than in 2019. So those are significant price hikes. Those are the highest levels for travel during this time in at least five years, according to that website. So, um, meanwhile, cost of jet fuel uh, remains elevated. Uh, thanks in large part to the war in Ukraine and decrease in oil, uh, crude oil refining in the United States due to current administration's efforts to decrease oil production here uh, while sourcing it from other countries. Seems kind of silly. Yeah, uh, if we had uh, if we had stayed in the United States oil production situation, and, and uh, we became a, a primary exporter of oil, that would have helped inflation, kept prices low, uh, helped the entire world, and defunded Russia. That's where Russia makes its money. So we're basically with these high fuel prices, we're feeding Russia money to sustain their efforts in the war. Um, completely opposite with old, what Ronnie Reagan, you know, we mentioned him earlier on a quote, completely different from what he did. He, he made oil cheap. 
and basically bankrupt Russia. Um, in this situation, we're we're putting financial strain on everyone with the decrease of oil that the United States is not uh, producing. And uh, I would think it'd be reasonable to expect, um, if not permanent, then at least a, a temporary um, increase in oil production in the United States to help things like, guess what? People can't even travel. They have to choose in their, their holidays to travel. Okay. So in this case, a cost cutter for you, a solution might be, we're just not going to travel uh, this holiday. We're going to save the money uh, because of the situation that's going on. We're going to be prudent. And we're going to, we're going to cut our cost here. Come on down as we test your financial knowledge in right or wrong. Matt, you got to be my uh, my foil here, okay, brother? You're gonna you're gonna be my foil here, and I'm gonna ask you a few questions about different types of uh, things, okay? But related to uh, benefits for retirees and things like that. So, here's the first question, and I I, I have the uh, the buzzer over here as well. So, uh, you know, don't get it wrong, or I'm gonna buzz you. Right. So, <laughs> life insurance can only be used as a death benefit. And provides really no other features unless the insured, the policyholder, dies. What's your answer? I know for a fact that that is wrong. Gosh, I hope so, because we've covered that. <laughs> if you got that wrong, oh my goodness. So ding, 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 ding. There you go. Uh, so actually, uh, if you've been listening and you're a listener to the Retirement and Broken Show, you know life insurance is can be money for living or money for dying. Permanent life insurance policies can build up cash value like an IUL, and some policies are tied to indexes. And they can provide growth potential and also tax-free retirement income. I'm just gonna repeat that because that phrase is uh, melodic in my ears. It can, it has the potential to provide tax-free retirement income. Wonderful. If you don't know, if you haven't been listening and you're a new listener and you don't know how that happens, give us a call. We can talk to you about it and see if it's right for you. It may not be right for everyone, but it may be right for you. Okay. Here's the next question, Matt. You ready? Oh, yeah. uh, and this is very, very apropos because here we are at AEP, which is the annual enrollment period for Medicare, and it's happening right now. So you, uh, people can enroll in Medicare and you can change your coverage plans at any time, right or wrong? I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that that one is also wrong. Ding, 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 ding. Yep, you're right. Um, you must enroll in Medicare and make any adjustments during the annual enrollment period, the AE period, AEP period, which is going on right now. That period, um, it, and if your ears are picking up, and this is uh, particularly, you know, pertains to you, it runs from October the 15th to December the 7th. Okay, very good, Matt. You're doing great. Batting a thousand doing, so far. Yeah, batting a thousand, okay. Um, and, you, and, you know, you're a good student of uh, all the information we cover here. So fantastic. Hey, once it goes in, it's in there, man. It's in my cranium, right? That, that's right. So, Locked away. <laughs> it's when you get older, it's in there and it just, you know, I can't, can't tap it. Right. It <laughs> right. takes me a whole, it's, it takes like 24 hours to like, now what was the answer to that? My wife will answer me, ask me a question. And I'm like, I have that answer for you. But you may have to wait 24 hours right. for me to open the right door. You know, when I knock on it, it opens. Okay. Uh, particularly with uh, actors' names. I'm like, oh, yeah. That becomes the Kevin Bacon uh, I am, analysis. I am that same way, too. Like, I'll, we'll be watching something at home, and I'm like, okay, we've seen this guy in something. We've seen this guy inside and, and I'm like, and then I'll just have to pause it and look it up. Cause I'm like, it's, I will not be able to think about anything else until the movie or the show is over. If I don't know who the guy is, <laughs> it's so yeah. annoying. What, wonderful were the years of you could just, somebody said, and you're like, Oh, it's that name. Um, <laughs> I, I have a friend and we're, we're talking about a, a movie or something 
you know, that's relative to the topic of a, you know, movie. And I'm like, oh, it's um, that person that, that um, acted in this other movie with that other person. And they go, oh yeah, I think I know who you're talking about. Is the person you're talking about, did they, were they also in a movie with that other actor? And they named the actor and was like, yeah, oh, it's this person. Yeah. And that's the way we do it. <laughs> So sad, it's so sad. Okay, so here's the question. Get to the, get to the topic here, Merritt. Um, you can use an annuity to fund your Medicare expenses throughout your lifetime, right or wrong? Now this one, if I remember correctly from, I believe it was just last week, so I better remember it, that that is also uh, not wrong. That is also right. <laughs> that one's right. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're three for three. Um, it was our last week's episode. And there is a strategy, and we call it a smart idea for some people, right? There's pros and cons to every strategy here. Um, this is a step to ensure that you and your spouse will be able to fund expensive healthcare costs during your retirement. So you can uh, use an annuity to fund Medicare expenses throughout your entire lifetime. You are right, Matt. Well done. Well done. Okay. Last one here. All right, everybody listening at home or in the car. Your Social Security benefit can increase annually due to inflation. Boy, folks, if you've been listening, you've got to get this right. Right? Right or wrong? Um, yes, I do remember, you know, from approximately uh, half an hour ago, our discussion here on the show <laughs> that that one is right. Boy, I tell you, man, if you had gotten that wrong, it would have been tough for you for the rest of the show, which is getting ever so short, too. Right. So uh, there have only been three years since COLAs first began since 1975, where there was a zero percent increase. 2009, 2010, 2015, and there have been increases in every other year, okay, where there has been a modicum of inflation. You bet. Fantastic. Thanks for, for doing that. It's This Week in History. So in This Week in History, uh, somebody who has very fond memories in my brain when I was a young, young person, um, for a good chunk of time actually, uh, is uh, American comedian, the uh, host of The Tonight Show. Can anybody uh, in, in their heads come up to who I'm talking about? If you said Jimmy Kimmel, you're wrong. Um, it is um, Johnny Carson. Johnny Carson was born... Um, October 23rd, 1925, and he hosted The Tonight Show from 1962 to 1992. And uh, he established the, the late talk standard format, right, that continues on today. I mean, how many shows are there? Uh, I, I remember when my parents would let me stay up late, I potentially would see the Johnny Carson show. And Johnny had so many... Um, wild and, and wacky. That's just wild and wacky. That's really weird. That's that, you know, well, Oh, it was wild. That's wild. That's, that's really wild. Weird, and wild stuff. Weird and wild. <laughs> and he would do the, um, the, the great, uh, Karnak. Yes. Was it Karnak? Yeah. Karnak, yeah, Karnak, would, Karnak, the Magnificent, I want to say. Okay. The Karnak, the Magnificent. And he would put on this white turban and he would ask the question, right? Or, or he would give the answer, yeah. and then he had a question in a white envelope, and he would hold it up to his head as if he was reading the inside of this envelope or something like that. And then he would read, you know, a, a wonderful, you know, question or answer. Um, and and he, he was really great. And, um, you know, he, he would sing and dance, and he was, he was kind of like the, the other uh, member of the Rat Pack at one point. Um, because he could do all that entertaining. And and I, I love it. And then who was his sidekick? Oh, good old Ed McMahon. Ed McMahon. Oh, you, you are correct, sir. Yes. You are correct, sir. Yes, <laughs> he, would, he would do that. It's so fun. All right. So so that was, you know, finished up the show on a nice light uh, tone there about, the, you know, Johnny Carson and all the great times he brought to us. And this this day in um, in history or this week in history. And so look, we talked about a lot of stuff that's going on and I wanna encourage you uh, that if you don't have the answers to the questions right now of 
Um, what should I be doing now? How should I think about it? What's my risk exposure um, to market changes that could be coming? Are we going to be seeing capitulation coming up um, where we start seeing selling investors throwing in the towel? And then if that's the situation that does come to fruition here, then what's the best choice of a strategy for you right now? Should you be hedging? Should you be operating under the mantra of uh, hope for the best, but prepare for the worst? And then what does that mean? What are the options for you? So if you've never had those options and somebody's not talking with you about those, uh, call us up. Call us up and get the unbroken retirement report for you, which is a custom report on your retirement situation. Um, you can go to our website at retirementunbroken.com or you can give us a call. I meet with everybody personally. I'll be happy to have a conversation with you. The phone number is 858-521-9700. That's 858-521-9700. My name is Merritt Strunk, and I am the host of the Retirement Unbroken show here. We air on Saturdays at 1 p.m. on Saturdays on 1170 a.m. and 96.1 FM. And you can also go to our website and listen to past episodes on our podcast or anywhere that you listen to podcasts. It's been my honor, and I'm wishing you a retirement that forever remains unbroken. Thanks for listening to Your Retirement Unbroken. You deserve to work with an experienced and licensed expert who will strategically work to protect and grow your hard-earned assets. To schedule your free no-obligation consultation with Merit, visit retirementunbroken.com or pick up the phone and call 858-521-9700. That's 858-521-9700. Advisory services are offered through Momentum Financial and Insurance Services, LLC, an investment advisor in the state of California. Insurance products and services are offered through Merit Strunk, an independent agent, California license number 0L7510. Certified financial fiduciary is a FINRA recognized professional certification. Fixed annuities, including multi-year guaranteed rate annuities, are not designed for short-term investments and may be subject to restrictions, fees, and surrender charges as described in the annuity contract. Guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuer.